Hey guys, welcome to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, for the returning guests, I love you for it. Much appreciated. I think you're really in for a treat today. Excited to have a longtime friend join us uh, on today's episode. I've actually known him since I was 19 years old and a freshman, young tiger at the University of Missouri. Uh, this guy was actually a three, three sport star athlete in high school. Uh, he's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He was a two-sport athlete, star athlete at the University of Missouri. You can Google him, number 85. A lot of you have already heard of him. Uh, my friend Greg Bracey. And uh, the one thing I wanted to say uh, about him as a tribute to him before we start and kick off the episode, I wanted to read you guys a quote by Nelson Mandela because this quote has always reminded me of him. Uh, there's a specific part of this quote that I feel he's naturally embodied for as long as I've known him. And uh, I'm excited to share that with you. The quote is, as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And I, I mentioned this quote because for me it really rings true. And when I heard it for the first time, I thought of Gracie. And specifically when it says, when, when we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. That's exactly what Bracey did for me, and I don't think he probably even knew that for a long time until I told him. Uh, but because he was so uninhibited and full of life and funny and, and confident and uh, just a, a tremendous athlete, I could see that, and it unlocked my apprehension to hold back on being myself at times or uh, being open and being okay and not afraid to be the best version of myself. And without further ado, we're gonna get the episode kicked off and uh, welcome my man, Spider-Man. <laughs> you guys will understand why I call him Spider-Man by the end of the episode. As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldrich Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Greg Bracey, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. It was great hanging out with you uh, last time I saw you in the spring, uh, at the spring game. That was the last time we were able to hang out for a little bit, catch up with the guys. Uh, what's been new since then? Well, um, let's, let's see here. In life, had an addition that will be here in April. Wow. So, <laughs> Congratulations, man. That's big news. That's that's yeah, uh Yeah, I know I tried to downplay it all. Hey, that's 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 fashion right there, you know what I mean? Just Wow. Hit, hitting us with a, a home run right there. Congratulations. <laughs> Wow. So, um, how many how many months from now? Did you say in April is when the baby's due? Yeah, man, 420. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's hilarious. Have you done a, a gender reveal? Or are you waiting? Or? No, we don't find out the sex of the baby for a couple of weeks, but we're not really into the... To the uh, Overexposure, I guess, is the best way to put it. There. Well, I'm honored. I'm honored that uh, you're you're exposing it here, or exposing that you're having a a new one on uh, on my podcast. So that's pretty cool. Um, well, that's that's uh, that's amazing, man. When when was the wedding date? Well, we kind of winged it, shall we say? You what? <laughs> one of those things where we originally kind of were planning on you know maybe a destination wedding or something like that just 
two busy people, man, so what better way than to kind of just go and do it, I guess was the idea there. Well, it sounds like some Braveheart stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, man, so. Yeah. Staying stay, stay consistent with who the both of us really are here. Well, I respect that, you know? I respect that, man. Well, that's great. Um, so, Bracey, uh, for those of you guys, I, I know, I'm sure that I'm going to get a lot more listeners from the Missouri football team. This is probably the first time many of our teammates are going to be listening to my, <laughs> to my podcast. <laughs> but you know what? That's, that's great. So, for those guys, uh, I forgive, please forgive me uh, for repeating information, but for the new listeners that are getting to learn about Greg for the first time, we'd love to know where you're from and uh, where you played high school football, and, and then we can kind of take it from there. So I'd love to hear about that, Bracey. Well, I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I was born and raised there. Uh, I played football and basketball and ran track at Benson High School. Um, let's see here. Yeah. So, I mean... It was, it was, I remember when I came on my visit to Missouri. I mean, it was actually my first official visit that I ended up taking. But deep down, I felt like I knew once I got back home that Missouri is where I wanted to go to school. But another one of those things with me being me just kind of kept that close to the chest there. Because, you know, what 17-year-old, doesn't like a lot of attention. Yeah. So it was kind of, uh, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go here or I'm going to go there again. But to, I to, much knew that. Yeah, so. To make sure I understood that right, you're saying to chum the waters, is that why you kind of played it close to the chest, just to kind of get people talking and whatnot? Is that what you're saying, or the opposite? Uh, it was just more of a lot of times, especially in Wisconsin, they don't really have too many players from the city actually play at the University of Wisconsin. So I ended up getting an offer from them my sophomore year, and it was pretty much just assumed that I was going to end up in Madison. But at the time, it was almost the thought of, I don't want to be that close to home. Milwaukee to Madison is maybe an hour or so away, but little did I know that once I actually got involved with college athletics and school and everything like that, there was not going to be much time to go home anyway. So it didn't really matter if I lived an hour away or 13 hours away. Right. So. Right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, Wisconsin's a great school, too. I've seen some of your highlight tape from high school. I can't remember whether we were playing it in the in the wide receiver uh, meeting room one day or where I saw it, but it was obviously pretty spicy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't really yeah, we didn't really pass the ball too much in high school, but I believe it was I think in high school I might have had maybe forty something odd catches and maybe. 20 or so with a touchdown, so wow. I guess that I guess that's what got me, you know, uh, got me the scholarship there. Well, one out of every two times touching the football and scoring a touchdown is a pretty amazing stat right there. Um, yeah, man, who, who knows what would have happened there if we got the ball a little bit more, but yeah. Well, <laughs> believe it or not, believe it or not, I, I uh, forgive me for tooting my own horn, but I also went to a non-passing school. Um, so I can relate. I can relate. They've changed. I don't know if your high school has, has evolved over the years and become more of a passing team, but my high school, Eureka, has transformed their offense, and there was a lot of similarities between the Mizzou offense when we were there to some of the, the, the offensive schemes that Eureka runs now, too. Has your high school stayed the same? or? No, nah, man. Different coaches and just like you say, just probably the style of football in general has gone away from that. Everybody wants to open the field up and kind of spread it around a little bit more there. So, you know, the high schools kind of look and see what the colleges are doing here and taking a lot from it. And especially too now when you've got these younger coaches that play, 
you know, around our time or in the same time frame here that are bringing these ideas, you know, almost like we were kids and playing video games. So yeah. you almost want to make what your teams look like and look like the video games that, you know, you might have played years ago with the different styles of offense and defense. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's fun to see, and uh, it would have been fun to be a part of. <laughs> um, so, so when did you start playing football? Did you start in high school, or did you start before that? Oh, man, I was eight years old in CSL, the Neighborhood Child Sports League. Uh, started the first, the first team I played for were the, uh, I guess we'll call them the racial slurs Somewhat similar to, to my story, I also played, I started playing when I was eight years old actually, also in California, um, and uh, you know, played all the way through, uh, all the way through, and, and when I got to Missouri when I was 11, um, our, our high school had a program, uh, seventh grade and eighth grade, like the junior Wildcats, right, so yeah. that part was a little different in the way that the, we were kind of sponsored and somewhat oversaw by that influence of the, the high school coaches grooming us in, in some way, shape, or form. But uh, I think that there's a lot of, I th- you know, just like anything that, uh, that somebody gets into and becomes really good at, when they start at a young age, there's just so many years of, of development that I think take place that can really help uh, somebody flourish if they, if they really love it and want to make the most of it. So. Was uh, was football was football something that you really had a great passion for early on, or was it something that you were just good at and you did it? Like what what was it? Uh, you know, I'd love to know about. Well, you know, you know, sometimes when you feel like you're you're good at something, but you don't really, I don't know, not necessarily say take it serious, but it's just something that you're doing. You know, you're just out there, you're playing. You don't really think too much of it there. I mean, my older brother is eight years older than me, and on Friday nights, we always went to his high school games and everything like that. Yeah. So it was always just kind of the me wanting to be like my brother for the most part. Wow. But, you know, never, I guess, at the time, did I think that once I got to high school or anything like that, that I could almost pick wherever I wanted to go to school playing football. Yeah. So, you know, that can't really, it, it's just the, let's see here, the, it's, 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 it's almost amazing sometimes what, you know, sport can do for you or, you know, whatever you end up becoming somewhat passionate about. I mean, especially as big as college football is nowadays. I mean, we're to the point that games are on every night of the week other than Monday for college football. Yeah, yeah. It's it's out here, basically. (laughs) Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they don't call American football America's game. Um, I guess it's one of America's games, but uh, it's definitely 
very relevant and um, you know it's it's everywhere man so it's pretty remarkable you know I mean I don't think I don't think people give enough credit to understanding how big of a deal getting a full ride scholarship to a division one school is that's a it's an amazing accomplishment it's a it's a great opportunity it's a it's 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 a really awesome thing you know so um, did your brother go on to play after high school no, my brother ended up tearing his ACL. I mean, this is back in the fall of 1994. So, you know, people tearing ACLs back then, it wasn't the, you can bounce back, you know, in six, seven months or anything like that. So yeah. he ended up getting an academic scholarship and going to school. So it ended up working out well for him. I guess in the long run. So. Yeah. Well, an academic scholarship is, is also a, a tremendous ac- accomplishment, so that's awesome that he uh, achieved that. Um, that's very good. That's very cool. Well, good to know, Bracey. I appreciate you sharing that. I didn't, I didn't actually know all that. Uh, I know we've known each other for s- so long. Sometimes when you know people so well, you never actually go back and, you know, get to know some of each other's past. Uh yeah. It's kind of funny how that works, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I heard um, So I guess that takes us to, well, you know what, before I get into how we met, I'd love to know a little bit more about track. So you said you, you played track and basketball. I'm sure you were great at basketball. I've never seen you play basketball, but, you know, a lot of the same skills, coordination that are required in football, and then speed, obviously. Were you, did you have a pretty good shot? What was your best, uh, what do you think? was your best trait in the game of basketball? What was it that, that helped you be the best you could be there? Oh, man, I could score in length. I could get everything off the rim and put it back in there. I mean, truth be told, my high school at the time was more known for basketball than anything else. You know, I mean, they were, we were top 10 team in the nation there. Wow. The majority of the 90s and everything like that. So, oh, my goodness. When you heard of, yeah, when you heard of, Benson High School, and everybody would call it Milwaukee Benson. Everybody automatically correlated that to basketball. Yeah. So that originally was almost the thought of why I wanted to go to my high school that I chose. But was it I also a? Knew I, was, I, I, you know, I also knew I was going to play football. Also knew I was going to run track. But ended up the very first day, like what we had. They would do is, you know, the sophomores, juniors, and seniors would start practice a week before the freshmen would come out. And I believe it might have been Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. And my dad took me to the school on his break from work. And I ended up going in to meet my athletic director. And he gave me a locker and gave me all of these things here. And then I went back out to the truck and told my dad, yeah, they gave me all my stuff, you know, and, you know, pretty much ready to roll. So my Uh dad, before he retired, he was a city bus driver. So he reached into his pocket and pulled out a bus ticket and close to it said, all right, I'll see you later. And he drove home (laughs) and I stayed here for the rest of the day and just watched the second half of practice. Wow. And took the bus home and pretty much started rolling that next morning. Wow, that's awesome. Was it uh is this a private school or public school? No, it's, it's a public school. That's, so, that's great. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, it, it was kind of wild, but like you said, playing, starting to play when I was eight. And that first day that I actually was out there, and, you know, we were just running and everything and I think the very first thing we ended up doing was just the sideline drill you know trying to catch on the sideline before you go out of bounds and I don't know just the body doing what you've done for so long so I was just catching it and bringing it into my body and everything like that and 20 or so minutes into practice one of the coaches kind of pulled me over and asked me on name and asked a couple of questions and when they ended up 
splitting up with the upperclassmen and the freshmen going one way, they ended up having me go with the upperclassmen. Wow. So that was, that, yeah, that was quite a surprise, honestly, maybe 15, 20 minutes into high school. But the funniest part about it, though, at the time, I was waiting on contacts to come in, and I was going to go get them that weekend. But I didn't have them at the time, and I couldn't sleep without glasses or contacts or anything like that. So that first day, I went, first couple of days I went out there, I wore glasses. Wow. And it's pretty funny then that my friends in high school, once we talked about it, you know, a couple of years down the line, they even said, you know, who the hell is this nerd? We, we were talking to each other. They were like, man, you know, we had been out there all week doing all of this stuff, and they hear this nerd come with his glasses, and in 20 <laughs> minutes, they were already, he moves him up and has been practicing with, you know, the JV and the varsity squad, so. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's... <laughs> You know who that reminds me of in some ways, not 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 obviously exactly, but because um, each has his own journey in a lot of unique ways. But Darnell Terrell's story at Eureka High School, uh, he just he came in, he came out of the gates, you know, and just, you know, I I, I can't remember if it was his freshman year var- or sophomore year, but he was he was starting varsity real quick on the football team. He also played basketball. I was not a basketball player. Um, anyway. Not to. That's that's pretty amazing, Bracey. Just to come in right out like that. I uh, I'm not surprised at all. I don't think. Do you still wear glasses at all ever, or do you? I wear contacts, man. Maybe 95 percent of the time. <clears throat> maybe one of these. Maybe one of these days we'll do some LASIK or something like that. But yeah. The easy. The easiness of just wearing these and rolling. Yeah. You know, can't really. Well, I'm happy with my setup, too. I, I also wear contacts. I started wearing contacts my freshman year of high school. That's when I started playing sports with them. The doctor that I got them from actually thought it was... I guess he's not a sports doctor because he thought it was weird that I was planning on playing sports with contacts in. But um, I actually like I, I like the convenience of having... Gla- or I like the... The convenience of being able to just put on glasses when I'm feeling lazy, but I also like having two looks. I think that you can do the yeah. Clark, the Clark yeah. Kent <laughs> or the Superman, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> or the Peter yeah. Parker and the Spider-Man. Does Peter Parker wear glasses? I don't know. I don't, I don't think Peter Parker, I don't know. The top of who knows, man. Well. It's, been, it's been so many different Spider-Mans that wouldn't surprise you if there was one that actually wore glasses or not there. Yeah, well, we're going to have a, a callback to Spider-Man later. Um, <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, I, I guess I, I also have to ask about track in high school. So was your main event the 100-meter dash in high school? No, I was a 2 four guy. Okay. Wow, I'd love to know your PRs. Well, let's see here. Oh my and goodness! In the two hundred? Uh, yeah, the two hundred meter dash. The Nike meet? Uh, Is that the Nike outdoors? Uh, the US, USATF. So, United States American track and field, you know, Junior Olympics. So, that was cool. Honestly, that was something that I never would have thought of. But that's just kind of what ended up happening with with running track there is you know a couple of guys on our team ended up running running summer track so the guys on the relay and everybody were running in the summer so of course I was going to then run in the summer right and ended up my freshman year I didn't I ended up just running a relay at national because I hadn't ran in the previous weeks over the summer because it was always a football camp or something else going on there, you know. So that wasn't really a, a, a huge thought, I guess, in my mind there of this is what I'm going to do, you know, as far as running track would really go there. Like, I 
wasn't really thinking too much about running in the summertime. You know, there were so many other things going on that yeah. I didn't really know too much about all these, you know, track programs around the city or anything like that. So, yeah, I did, I did, I, I guess I ran 100 somewhat. I ran the 4 by one and I ended up being still, I don't know if anyone else has done it, but I believe there are three athletes in Wisconsin history who's won the same event every year that they were in high school. So, and which, of, of, which event? Four by one. That was four by 100 meter relay there. Wow. So, Did you anchor it? Yes, sir. You know it. <laughs> yes, sir. You know it. Congratulations, Bracey. That's awesome, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Great, great, great timing with this. With this, uh, with this recording this. Yeah. Since when we talked in April. Yeah. A few things have changed. A few things have changed since then. That's how we say. Well, it's uh, yeah. I I hear that, man. And and where can um, it's going to be the Wisconsin Coaches Hall of Fame. Wisconsin Track Coaches Hall of Fame. Amazing, man. Well-deserved, Bracey. I know that uh, my I have a great relationship with my high school track coach. His name's Coach Chad Lamison. Shout out to you, Coach Lambo. Speaking of Lambo and uh, Green Bay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he uh, he would have loved to coach you, man. He was, uh, he was really, really good with the relays, the 4x1, the 4x2. He was our sprinter's coach as well as the head coach but he specialized in in uh some of those shorters events he was a triple jumper in college and uh he loved the four by one every year we had a we had a great four by one team you know darnell terrell obviously was <clears throat> really great at that and he also ran the the, the open two he ran 21 something I, I don't remember his exact pr do you remember the name imani butler by chance he was a really lightning fast 200 meter runner around our around our time in Missouri. I gonna, yeah, I was gonna show. I feel like that was back when we were in school. That was the name. That was someone that was brought up. Yeah, yeah. Or anything like that. But you know, but not being from here, I didn't really have too much of an idea or anything like that. Yeah. Well, man, 21, 21 point, 21 anything in in the 200 meter dashes is is. is Lightning. So, and uh, and that led you to. So you were a full ride football scholarship at Mizzou, but you ran track, which is, I think the only, you're the only person aside from myself, that ran track and played football at Mizzou. Um, different circumstances, different events, but uh, was that? I mean, you were a full ride scholarship for football. Was it you that decided that you wanted to run track as well? Because you, you didn't have to, I assume, in order to get that scholarship. How did that, how did that go down? Okay, so funny story. The track coach actually is the one who recruited me first. So, Coach, coach McGuire? Cantrell, no, Coach Cantrell at the time there. He got there. He left at the end of my freshman year and took a job. He had a young family. So he realized that uh, that moving around there every week, you know, wasn't, it just wasn't really for him, shall we say, at the time. Yeah. Coach Kandrew actually ended up recruiting me. And then after we had talked a few times, 
he randomly asked, he asked me, did I play any other sports? And then I told him, yeah. And then he asked, you know, well, what sport is it? So once I told him it was football, and he said, oh, are you, are you any good? You know, so I kind of laughed and said, maybe a little bit. He, he was hoping that you were going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up, I can hear him on the computer, you know, typing some things in. But he asked, oh, where do you have offers from? So once I started listing schools, and he looked it up. And then he came back and said, you know, what do you mean? You're a little good. You know, you're top 30 wide receiver in the nation. How come this is something that you never brought up? And I said, well, we were always talking about track. So he ended up then getting in time. He asked me, would it be something that I would want to do is play football? I mean, run track as well. And I said, yeah, that's kind of the goal. That's what I was telling a lot of the school up there is that, yeah, of course, I'm still going to run track, you know, so everybody was saying, oh, yeah, that's no problem. But, you know, like you said there, as far as track goes and football goes, one has a little bit more money to <laughs> run around, shall we say. Yeah. So it kind of worked out, basically, with them being able to <clears throat> give me the football scholarship. Basically, that, that pays for everything, you know, you're in school, Yeah. So, so basically, the lesson here is that he did a great job of developing a relationship with you early on. Because if he hadn't have done that, you probably could have taken. Ultimately, you could have gone anywhere you want and had a full ride football scholarship without needing track. But yeah. But because he had developed a relationship with you, I mean, I'm just. This is just my interpretation. Yeah, no, this is absolutely true. Like, if it wasn't for him calling and reaching out and finding out these things, I thought I would have came here because the coaches told me right away at the time when I said, yeah, we never would have ever looked at Wisconsin because that just wasn't a recruiting area that they were looking to. So right. once, they, once they then kind of got in contact with one another, you know, uh, I don't know how much the rules have really changed or anything like that, but like you say back then, it was just the one phone call a week that a coach could call you. So <laughs> I guess I guess we're past the special limitations there on it. But what they would do is <laughs> one day. <laughs> well, don't say anything that would hurt us, Mizzou. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, but one day, no, see that, see they're all gone. But yeah, so <laughs> but one day, you know, like the track coach would call and I would speak to him, but he would also have, you know, the football coach on the phone. And then another day, the football coach would call, but then would have the track coach on the phone. <laughs> so they were, they were a little bit of double dipping there. <laughs> Hey, technically they did it. Uh, they did it by the yeah. book. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, exactly. It was one phone call from each once a week. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. They showed that they, you know, you got to go where you're getting the love, right? Yeah, and I mean, it was just something, something different about being here. You know, it, it wasn't too, it wasn't too big. You know, the city or anything like that. Yeah. And you know, Columbia also isn't all that small at the same point in time either. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I liked it enough that I moved back. Basically, I guess the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. That you that you set up shot there in in Como, you know. Yeah. By the way, I think I heard a little kitten back there. You got a kitten? Yeah, he's roaming around right now. It's a good old, like you say, usually Saturday. During the day, especially, uh, most of the time during the day, I'm usually knocked out at some point. So, <laughs> hearing me hearing me doing all this talking, you had to kind of see what was going on here, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. It's good to have friends like that. I, I've had, <laughs> you know, various animals over the years, and they're uh, 
it's good to have that. It's real good. Um, so yeah, so so that really brings us to kind of how we know each other. So I'll I'll share this. Um, I, uh, you know, as you know, Bracey, maybe you don't know this, but the only year that I didn't play football from the time I was eight years old until I stopped playing at Mizzou was my freshman year of college at Mizzou. I was dating a girl on the track team, right? We went to high school together. So um, I had an opportunity to, to run the 800 and train with, you know, obviously Mizzou's a great middle distance school, or at least was when, when I went there. Derek Peterson was there, Olympian, 800 meter runner. So I had the opportunity to train with those guys and get better um, after a history of, uh, you know, great runners from our high school that went off to Mizzou. And I remember meeting you early on. You ran indoor track and outdoor track, and you were just, you know, you were the 60 indoor is, is, was your main event, at least in, in, from what I remember. And I was like, man, this guy plays football too, and he's the fastest dude on the team, on the track team, <laughs> you know? That's, uh, this is crazy, you know? I was like, whoa, Greg Bracey, the football player, you know? And, uh, you, you were one of the first people that had uh, a Bluetooth, and I remember we'd be on the bus traveling. <laughs> I was like, this dude is so cool, I've never even heard of a Bluetooth before, you know? And it was like, literally, it, it had a blue light on it, and I remember you'd be on the bus, and you would just be... One of the things that I've always loved about you is that you, you've always been very vocal and uninhibited. You know, and you know, I'd just be listening to you on the uh, on your conversations, you know, and I'd be like, this dude is so confident, just the way, he <laughs> just the way he's talking on the phone, and you know, it was cool making friends with you back then, and you know, I was like, wow, the football team, that was always kind of, you know, I loved football so much, that was my dream was to to get a full ride somewhere, and I I wasn't getting offers out of high school, and the, I I I did active outreach myself, and I didn't reach out to as many schools as I probably should have, but Mizzou was one of them. Probably my girlfriend at the time had some influence on that. And, uh, you know, I just remember thinking, you were my connection to the football team at that time, you know? And I remember thinking to myself, I wasn't running as fast as I wanted to my freshman year. I was doing well, like I got faster than I was in high school, but I remember thinking, I promised myself that if I didn't, run a certain time in the 800. I had a specific number that I wanted to hit, and I said, not only if I don't hit this time, but if I'm not feeling truly fulfilled by this, if it's not really giving me that internal warmth and fulfillment, I'm going to figure out a way to go back and play football. And that's exactly what happened. Um, so, you know, I, I remember that we got to travel to some meets together. Uh, I don't know what you remember about me. Do you remember meeting me freshman year, or do you just remember me mostly from football? Because I was one of the younger uh, guys. Remember, yeah, like, I remember, like you say, <clears throat> it was my sophomore year or whatever, and I remember you asked me what it was like, you know, actually playing on the football team or how to get in contact or how to make that work, you know, with actually getting on the team. And that was truly, you know, I mean, like you say, I didn't really know what the process was for walk-ons or anything like that. But it was just, you know, getting in contact with whoever was, you know, director of football operations, you know, trying, trying to get in contact with all of that or something like that at the time. Yeah. But I remember, I definitely remember you asking me about this a few times and just kind of saying, you know, hey, if that's something you kind of want to do, then you should go forward, you know, and you should just do it there. Well, I do appreciate your help with that, Bracey, and your encouragement, the positivity, um, you know, giving me that, that green light and encouragement because, believe it or not, that stuff really matters and it goes far. And sometimes when a kid has a dream, you know, it, it, it can go a long way, just a little bit of encouragement, just a little bit of fuel on that fire can, uh, can be good. And what I do remember is when I did finally make that jump, after freshman year, it was co it was actually Coach um, Odom at the time who I who I uh, was able to get in touch with and make contact with, and he was the one who opened the doors to the football team for me. Um, and he he made he made it very clear he's like we don't we're not stealing we don't want to be 
taking athletes from other departments and all these things. And I'm like, you're not taking me. I'm quitting track. I don't want to run track anymore. I want to play football. So it's either football or nothing, you know? And uh, I remember, I think it was the first practice that I was out there with you guys. And and, and then I get welcomed, a big warm welcome from Mr. Greg Bracey. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but you you screamed out, you know, you were like, Michael Oldroyd in the house? (laughs) Which, you know what, man, that really meant a lot because, you know, I'm the new guy and it showed, it showed welcome. It showed um, that I was wanted there, or at least you were pretending, you know, it was enough to create the, the perspective of, 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 of me feeling that warm welcome and it was much appreciated. So, you know. Yeah, of course, man. You've been a stand up and good guy for 15 years that I've known you now. So, can't really, there would be no reason to do that if it wasn't something you know that I actually genuinely meant. Well, that's freaking awesome, man. And, uh, I also remember you gave me a ride home one time uh, on the track team, and of course, right? I well, you know what? I'll, I'll bring that up later. We'll bring that up later. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll say, uh, you know, we, you know, thinking back, you know, some of those, some of the, some of the fun times for me were all the the. You know, we had meetings together every day. Our, our our squad, the wide receivers, would meet every single day, uh, and uh, we just had a great time. You know, there was a lot of a lot of laughter in those meetings. And Bracy, you were kind of the uh, the Dave Chappelle of the room. And what I mean by that is, when Dave Chappelle is the last one to speak, you know what I mean? Like in in, in like a room full of comedy, it, when there's comedians, he's the one <laughs> that you know. I, I don't even know the right word for it, but. You know, you you commanded that room with your with your uh, your confidence and your swag, man. And uh, we had a lot of good laughs. You know, there was a lot of funny guys in there, but obviously, um, you know, you were very funny and very entertaining. And I think one of the not to you know just sit here. I, I think it's fun to share these things, you know, because it, it's it's only just truth and genuine stuff. And I think the world should know. Gosh dang it, you know, whoever out there is listening. Um, but I think one of the things that made you, um, and I, I guess I mentioned it earlier, but just that, that uninhibited ability to just really let it out, right? You just, um, in, in a way, you, you encouraged me to live more freely and be less afraid of what, what people think or what coaches think. Whatever, like, instead of worrying about what everyone else is thinking, I should just do what I do and I, and I could see that whether you verbally articulated that or it's just the way you lived your life. Uh, and I, I remember one time you actually verbally articulated in the way that I was like, "I wonder if I can go to the bathroom." And you're like, "Oldroid, go to the bathroom. <laughs> you don't need to ask for permission." <laughs> you're like, "If you need to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom." <laughs> I, um, after our, after our, uh, whenever I set this podcast up, I'm either going to do some preamble up front or I'm going to speak at the end of it, but there's a Nelson Mandela quote that I think really fits you well, um, in the way that some people's biggest fear is, is their own inner light. And by allowing yours to shine through, it gives other people permission. So I don't know the exact quote, but I think of you when I hear that quote, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a big compliment, man. That's something that you, yeah. Have you ever heard the quote? If if you haven't, you can hear it whenever you listen back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's true. It's on Google too. So, but, um, yeah. Do do you keep in touch with any of the guys or anything like that? I I know you're still in Como. Are there any other any of the other guys living there or? Um, Yeah. So I don't really run into too many people. 
people like if I run into people like it honestly now at the grocery store or Sam's Club or something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but I mean, I still talk to those ever so often. Good. For the most part, yeah. But for the most part, not not too much there on all honesty. Yeah. Well, it does get away. It does get away, and I think that's. I'm glad that when I do go back, I see you there. I've seen you there at the, at the uh, certain um, uh, reunions, right? So the 10-year uh, Cotton Bowl Championship team reunion that we had a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it's good that they, they give us those opportunities. I know not everyone's going to make it, but for the guys that are able to be there, it's just it's nice to reconnect. It gives us a reason to, to be able to do that. Um, and then, of course, this last spring. I think those are the last two times that I've seen you. Um, and I remember we were actually talking about this podcast at those times, right? Yeah. So yeah. it gave, it gave um, the birth of that uh, an opportunity. Um, but what else? Uh, I, oh, so we talk about you being a, a great entertainer. Uh, you know, I've mentioned that. I know that you tried stand-up a while back. I got to see you do it, actually, right? So, um, you know, you did stand-up comedy at Deja Vu. Freddie DeMarco, who is like the man, myth, and the legend of the comedy world, especially in Missouri, he was the original owner of Deja Vu and got a bunch of guys started, like Cedric the Entertainer. So he, he really loved you. He, he saw the talent, and you got to do that one show that one time. Did you enjoy stand-up at all, or was it just... Was it something that you didn't think was? What, what, what were your thoughts on on doing stand up? See, it was it was fun, and I, actually I enjoyed it. The timing on me originally doing it was right as I was moving away from Columbia for the first time. Yeah. So if you know, I might have stayed around a little bit longer. That might have been something to give a shot at, but just the whole moving around you know what I mean and trying to figure out what else to really do in life there but it was just something that I never actually ended up going back to like it's like you talked about the being confident that's something that I look at you with you going out here and getting into that field you know what I mean so I've always thought man that's pretty cool that he said he wanted to do that, and now it's been, you know, years later, and it's something that you're still doing. So, obviously, I'm pretty envious of you for putting yourself out there and doing that. Wow. Man, thanks for saying that. I, I That means a lot, Bracey. And, uh, well, I just want you to know that you're an amazing talent, and it's if you ever decided that you wanted to try that, I will do whatever I can to help you and just know you you can do it if you like you you have the talent man it's just a matter of you just if that's something you ever you know decided that you wanted to try just let me know and I'll do anything I can to help you awesome (laughs) Uh, well yeah I don't I mean I don't I think if we talked about anything else we've kind of we hit like the deep points you know (laughs) you know I, I feel like uh do, do you, I guess on, on a more surface level thing, um, do, do, you, do you watch much football anymore? Do you watch the NFL? Do you pay attention to college or anything like that? Or? Yeah, I mean, I've got Georgia and Auburn muted right now. Oh, okay. watching it, but... Well, believe it or not, I do too. So, you know, great, <laughs> great, great minds think alike, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's just... As far as uh, 
you you do you ever work out anymore or you have you let that go or what what are your thoughts on on staying in shape with my job i walk around a lot but i honestly probably do about 10 miles 11 miles on my feet every day so yeah well that's a workout yeah so don't get me wrong though i mean i'm not a a gym warrior or anything like that i don't remember the last time i actually did anything or something like that but a lot of walking water and vitamins seem to be doing trick right now here well they say walking is the healthiest exercise that you can uh participate in when it comes to just flat out health so that's awesome you know um, what about you man what about you man yeah you know I, I i let myself go for a long time so after my uh after the spring game when i you know when i stopped playing i, I don't know how much you know about that but um it wasn't it was just uh you know the whole knee injury at the at the wrong time for me was was a was a pretty clean cut ending and i i stopped working out i couldn't i, I didn't have the motivation it took me a couple of years to you know i'm not even going to say get over it but but be able to watch football again to be honest yeah and <clears throat> several more years to even start picking up weights again uh but what i can tell you honestly from the bottom of my heart is I have gotten back into the gym this last year or so I've, I've had easier access to a gym thankfully and it's every time I work out I get a little stronger and it ignites this little fire inside of me um, that once existed you know it's kind of like uh, once I don't I, the best analogy I could make is when you see someone light a candle and then they don't realize it's connected to several other candles in the room and then all of a sudden a bunch of candles start lighting up. Yeah. When I start working out and getting in shape and feeling a little bit like my old self in that way, it's like a bunch of candles are starting to light up, right? And it, it feels really good, man. It feels really good to, to start getting stronger and then it makes me want to keep getting stronger. You know, I'm nowhere near where I was in my... Um, peak or my 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 best strongest self but as I get stronger and stronger it just feels good not that I have to reach that again I'm not you know dictated by a shadow of my past I will I will not be I will not allow that to happen um but just focusing on getting better and stronger and living a healthy life feels really good you know so yeah that that's where I'm at with that man so yeah I, I I, I told myself that they actually look in the mirror and, and say, man, this is a little out of control. Then, then I'll focus on something like that there. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't reached that point quite yet, but yeah, David, it's like, hey, man, this is, this is a little unbecoming. You need to do something about this. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, uh, I, that's the cool thing is uh, we get to we get to pick and choose what we want, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, hey, that, it's you know, food is good. So. Yeah, it is. It's delicious. <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of that, speaking of that, it it reminds me of the one joke that Coach Andy Hill told us that I remember. Uh, and if for some crazy reason he's listening to this, this one's for Andy Hill. <laughs> this one's for Coach Hill. But uh, he made a joke about how some guy went to the doctor and the doctor said, um, you know, are you eating healthy? Are you doing all these things? Are you, you know, the, the guy came into the doctor feeling sick, I guess. And he's like, doctor, I don't know what's wrong with me. And he said, well, are you eating healthy? Are you doing all these things? And the guy said, yeah, I'm eating healthy. I'm working out. I'm dieting, I'm not watching too much TV, you know, doing all these things. And the doctor said, well, that's the problem right there. You know, you probably feel like shit because you're not doing anything fun in life. So, yeah, it's, it's all on a balance, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, Bracey, I don't... 
I mean, this has been a blast, and we're, we're approaching an hour right now. Um, is there anything you wanted to cover, anything you wanted to share, or uh, questions, whatever, you know, uh, anything else that you wanted to talk about on this podcast? Uh, pretty cool catching up, you know. Like I agree. Just, just being able to share some stories back and forth, especially since you asked, you know, Amen to that. You know, I uh, I remember one time I'd see a Big 12 uh, every once in a while, and I was like, Bracey, we should hang out sometime. And you're like, we're hanging out right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that absolutely sound like something that I would have said at the time yeah. there. Hey, and, 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 and we're hanging out right now, too, so... So that's that's a great thing. I guess before we get off, um, I remember, and I wanted to give you a shout out for this too. You and J Mac had the fastest forty times on the team. You both ran. Was it? It was four two, right? Am I correct on that? Yeah, I ran a four two zero. Oh my goodness! Yeah. If people don't have any, I don't think most people have a concept of what that means. But let me just say that it it's off the charts. It's it's not even something that. I think that if there was a chart where like NFL Combine started it, it would probably be four two nine is where it would start, and then they would they'd be open to anything between four two nine and maybe like four seven depending on the position. They I don't even think they started at four two zero. It's it's not there's not room on the paper for it. <laughs> like that is superhuman fast. That is bullet fast. Wow. J J Mac ran like a four two nine. If I'm not mistaken, and the different, if I, I, I don't want to take anything away from that because that's blazing. Some people can't even. I was a four six, you know, uh, but geez, a four two zero is just disgusting. Um, <laughs> I uh, oh, so so this reminds me. I before I forget the the thing that I remembered is uh, this was something that I really liked about you, and it said a lot about you because you know you were you were this cool dude that you know. You know, on top of the world, we're like, wow, Greg Bracey, right? And then one time you gave me a ride home, and I noticed that you had these, like, you had a cool car at the time, and you had these customized Spider-Man floor mats, right? Like, the, you had, like, an all, if, if I remember correctly, the, the entire car was black, and the floor mats were black, and the Spider-Man was either blue or white, the Spider-Man symbol, but they were, it was, like, a really nice floor mat. Like, it's not something you could just get at Walmart. Like, this thing was, like, custom-made. And I was like, yo, Bracey is, like... <laughs> I was like, this dude's got... You know, like, uh, anybody who appreciates superheroes is... I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of that, you know what I mean? It's like, he's got that closeted superhero awareness and appreciation. And it was... I loved that, man. You know what I mean? That's pretty funny. Yeah, man. I'll never forget that, dude. I'll never forget that. So, well, Bracey, it's been awesome catching up with you, man. I really appreciate you doing this. I I feel tickled just to, to be able to catch up and to be able to get some of this stuff recorded, you know? Um, I, I really don't have anything else other than are you are you a Packers fan? Since you grew up in Milwaukee, are you a big Packers fan? Yeah, man. We went to the Packers and Chiefs game a few weeks ago in Kansas City. So that was pretty fun to get out of here. That was the first Packers game that I've been to since the Rams played in St. Louis. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Well, we all know that NFL football, at least uh, once the Super Bowl started, uh, you know, it was birthed in, uh, you know, from Green Bay with Vince Lombardi. So it's pretty cool having that connection there. I have a great appreciation for that. So, um, well, Bracy, that's I'm good. If you're good, man, we're right at an hour too. Ironically, how how crazy is that? I didn't even plan for it, but it just feels like it happened naturally. So, yeah, man, I enjoyed I enjoyed it a lot. Awesome. Well, I'm always here. Um, you know, we got each other's numbers. I'll let you know when I'm in Como. Definitely let me know. 
when you're coming to New York. And if you get the bug or any desire whatsoever just to talk about comedy or if you want to try it, I'm a, I'm a resource for you, man. That, that, that offer is extended for life. All right, man. I appreciate that, man. Always, man. Thanks, Bracey. Thanks a lot, man. And uh, congratulations again. Uh, can't wait to see some, some really cute baby pics, man. Yeah, all right, man. Cheers, Bracey. Uh, Same to you. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs>